something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Once in a lifetime on. opportunity. But is it Romeo or Romeo? Listen, he could be Romeo, he could be Romeo, lo que él quiera, a mí no me importa. I know, but you, I love where your priorities are. By the way, guys, life in Spanglish, everybody. Welcome, Welcome. to the show. Uh, we're having a really tough time with Honey German today. Because. Tell the people why. Because at the same time that we're we're recording Life in Spanglish, Romeo Santos is going to the Breakfast Club. And I am missing my possibly only opportunity to take a photo hugged up with a man. Well, this is like, this would be like my Drake, right? Exactly. But Drake is Drake. Drake mine too. Drake? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Drake. No, he's mine. Oh, now that he got the beard and he got a tan, now he's yours. Well, and once he got them injectable pecs, you know. uh, You ain't like him in the wheelchair, did you? God, that is so messed up. I actually was a fan back then in Degrassi days. Okay, don't even try me. So we might have a little bit of a break here in between. If you hear us like kind of pick up somewhere. And me rush off and possibly kill myself. And by the way, Honey looks like Latina Barbie today. Yes, do you see this? She, these boobies, la tetas. I got glitter on my fuera. tits. Do you see the glitter? Is she, are you wearing the copper tone glitter that I told you about? No, it's a different spray. I didn't want to put on sunblock at 6 a.m. <laughs> You look so adorable. Thank She's you. wearing like a little flowery jean jacket. We're gonna take of... a we're gonna take a picture. We're gonna take yeah. A picture. We have to take a picture. Not of me today and because I'm... I am busted. You're always look good. And you always say you're busted. I don't get it. I know <sighs> no, you've been girl, working hard. I am so. You know what? Can we have like a real moment? Because I really do want to like keep it real with all of you guys. Please. Like I don't know if a lot of the Life in Spanglish listeners know kind of what I've been going through professionally on the other end, where the morning show that I normally do, my co-host. Yeah, a lot of them do because I've seen them comment yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. A lot of them do, but you know, my co-host uh, Cubby, who I had worked with for five years, had a beautiful relationship with. Um, he has gone on to work at Light FM, and I have been left here at KTU, which you know, it's my my blood, sweat, and tears. I love this station. I've been you know back for five years. I don't want to go anywhere, but this is hard. Does this it does it really feel hard. like a breakup? 
in a way. Yeah. It does, no, right? Like it, where you have to mourn the loss of like. I went through like the seven stages of grief. No, for real. Like not even lying. Like I was devastated. I can imagine. I went through shock and then I was pissed. And then I was like, all right, I got to figure out a way to deal with this. And then it was like, and then I was like, okay, this is not the person that I am. I'm going to grab this by the bootstraps and I'm going to like, you know, make this shit happen for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, oh my God, what am I thinking? You know, so I've gone through like all of these different stages of, you know, not only mourning, but also trying to figure out like how to navigate something like this, you know, because it's tough. It's a professional challenge, you know. And I've never been put in a situation where I haven't been a part of a show that was already constructed. So now it's like you're, you know, the big Don Dada. You're the leader. You're the leader here. You got to lead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it would be nice to know kind of what the direction is going to be for Mm -hmm. the morning show moving on. But, um, you know, I think juggling that with my family life, with, you know, just my personal life, just me, just me as a woman, you know, it has been so incredibly difficult and I've been thinking to myself I'm like how am I going to juggle it all and it's just like every day I say to my husband I'm like it's like every day I just want to make it to the finish line and the finish line is getting my boys to bed because then it's like I know they're okay that's good you're taking every day like one day at a time girl I'm taking it every hour at a time because this (laughs) shit is so crazy I've never been more busy and you know how some people say like we talked about this Mm -hmm. in a podcast uh, episode a couple of weeks ago yeah i'm so busy i'm so busy i have never had this much on my plate and it's kind of been the perfect storm it's been wrapping up the school year for the boys getting them ready for camp then it's also every doctor appointment that i delayed the past couple of months because of what's been going on it's now time to take those doctor appointments you know it's just so this isn't a woe is me i guess it's more of like there are other people who are going through similar things, and I want you to know you're not alone. You're you're not alone if you can't handle it. You know what I mean? Like, I cried in the Target parking lot the other day. I'm not even going to lie Aww. to you. I went to the drive-up. No, by the way. I've been there. That, shit, that is so great, the drive-up thing. Yeah. I was, like, on my app ordering things, and then I went and I drove up, and it was, like, the first time that day that I had a moment to myself, and I turned off the radio, and I just sat there and I cried. Aw. You're getting emotional now. Yeah, because it's a lot. I know it is. It's a lot. But I've always said, you know, I prayed for this job. I prayed for my children. I prayed for my union, my marriage with my husband. And it's like, you know, it's not always going to be roses. It's not. Yeah. There's there's going to be those bumps in the road. But the beautiful thing is that your husband loves you and supports you. The kids are healthy totally. and they're happy. And this is just like, you know, a rough patch. Yeah. And no, yet- they're acting like little dicks right now. It's <laughs> like they're pushing their the kids. They help it. No, you know what it is. They're just they're They're already over the school year. You know, yeah, you yeah. remember when you were I know, little. I know. But, um. You know, I just I would never want anybody to think because there are times where I've had feedback from people that say like, oh, you're you're so perfect or you pretend to be so perfect. And I'm like, flaws and all. This is it. This is me. You yeah. know, so I'm just so glad that I have this outlet and that I have you. I and know. That, you know, we've built this friendship over the past like year and that it's finally come to fruition. But like. 
It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. It's very overwhelming. And, and in your case, you're one person. Yeah. It's not like it's a team of you dealing with a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and then you have to carry this show and you still want to make it sound really amazing, even though you're mi- missing, you know, 50% of what the show was. Oh, totally. And it is a loss because, you know, I will say this about Cubby. I, you know, I've left a show before and that was difficult, you yeah. know, because I had a really, really special relationship with um, Elvis over at Z when I left. And I said to Cubby, I go, dude, this is kind of like karma. I said, now Aww. I know how Elvis felt when I left him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and it wasn't something that Cubby was like, I'm done with her. It was nothing like that. Yeah, Everything yeah. was like a really positive thing. But you guys don't get the behind the scenes. We don't get the opportunity to tell you guys that. And, you know, I think I've said as much as I can. But, like, you know, it's been a transition for him, too. It's like, basically, he's with another woman. I know, right? And I'm about to be with another man or woman. For, but you don't know who the person you know. is. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a lot of uncertainty. But one thing that I... I have um, gotten to know and gotten to experiences that with every major change, I elevate it to a new height mm-hmm. career wise. So I feel like that's what's coming for you. And I feel like it's really hard right now. But once your new co-host comes, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be out of this world. And, and you guys are going to totally rock. And, and you're going to feel better. You're going to be able to exhale. You know, I like know. Whitney Houston. I'm waiting to exhale, honey. Shoop, shoop. Okay. So <laughs> that's a good soundtrack. honey. I mean, no, the whole thing was so fire. Beginning and end. Um, wait, but you posted something too. I think it was at the Tony Awards last night that um, a gentleman said the top of one mountain is the bottom of another. That was Thea Mitchum that posted that. Was it Thea? Our coach. Yes. I just commented and I said I'm saving this because it was such a strong moment and it's crazy because we think we're there and we have arrived and then it's just like oh no wait there's a bigger mountain for me to climb. It's so true that was Thea. And that's where you're at. Yes and that is where I'm at. I'm at the bottom of another mountain Mm -hmm. and I'm about to climb it and you know I feel like it's so important for us just as humans to let each other know you know when we've been through something difficult that you're not alone in that struggle so there you have it but um, I wanted to address that and I wanted to just kind of like get that off my chest because get I, it I, off your chest yeah you know one of the questions that you had to here because normally we like come up with like mm-hmm. some subjects and things that we can talk about is it ever okay to cry in a professional setting and I've said it before I have cried in front of people who other co-workers would be mortified. I've cried in front of Thea. I've cried in front of Tom Pullman. I cried in front of Thea. I cried in front of Bob Pittman, the CEO. I was just like, I, I finally, I was just like, I don't know. And it was I like not cute. This. Like, yeah. I know. But how did you feel? Did you feel ashamed or embarrassed afterwards? Like, damn, I shouldn't have cried. I felt ashamed during. During. When I was, I was judging myself I in know. the moment. And I was just like, get your get your stuff together, You feel girl. like you lost control at that point. You're like, like the wall is down. Yeah. This whole person that these, you know, people thought you were is like, now I'm just a child and I'm crying. Right, and when you're really like a grown woman. But the good thing is, is that after I'm like, no, you know what? I'm human. I'm not a robot. They need to see that, like, I'm super passionate about this, that I care. If I wasn't crying, I would be worried. And that you have a heart, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of times. With, with, with media, radio, TV personalities, people start just to think you're a robot. Yeah. Like they no longer feel like you have feelings. You're not allowed to be tired. You're not allowed to be sleep. You're not allowed to be over this shit. You know, like I'm over this shit. You're not allowed to feel that way. I blame Diddy. 
I blame everything on How Diddy. Diddy came into play. Diddy can't stop, won't stop. Like we can never blame Pallet too. Slip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never getting sleep. Um, always saying like he woke up always at the earliest. He never went to bed, and and that's where I think this whole like grind mentality comes into play. But now I think we're seeing the effects of that, and that's the reason why people need to take mental health days, or people need to stop and pause and say, no, this is for me. I need to take this day off. And it's crazy you mentioned that because I was reading um, a new interview with Rihanna that came out this morning interview mm-hmm. magazine and I took from it that you need breaks and she said even though she has makeup lingerie a whole new fashion line the album that we're gonna get one day right. she still says that she shuts it all down for two three days for her mental health the best thing that I took away from that interview was the pee she says on her calendar they, she has a big P and that's for personal day and before, she would never do something like that. She would go into a studio for three months at a time, grind out a record, yeah, and boom, you would have it. And now she's like, no, I am taking my time. As she should. She was on tour for years. Right, right. Like years. Every it, every single year, an album. Every single year, a tour. And I commend her for, for you know, saying, nah, I'm more important than all this bullshit. And not only that, there was something else that she said there that I actually had the same moment when I was coming up back in 2008. And she was saying how she never had time before to really cultivate a relationship. And she was like, no, you know what? This matters to me. I remember saying to myself when I was working, I had Z, I had um, E, I was freelancing for E! News. I was a senior editor for In Touch Weekly magazine. And I was simultaneously doing all of these things. And when I met my husband, I took a step back and I said, obviously, he was just a guy that I was dating at that time. And I said, this guy is so worth it. I'm worth it. You know what? I can miss a red carpet. I might not be able to get a date with this guy. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And it took me losing money because I used to always say to him, well, you better make this worth it because I am losing X amount of money tonight because of this date. You know what? I would like make a joke about it. But That's crazy that you say that. It's so true though. Yeah, and no, what it is she's true. doing, it seems like Rihanna is in love with this this guy, this she is. billionaire guy. He's gorgeous too. I know, he nice is. and tall. He is a looker. Because you know, usually billionaires are type ugly, but not hers. Oh my gosh. With the overhang muffin top. Oh my God. All yeah, the weirdness. No hair. Poor Salma Hayek. I mean, no. I love her. Or wait, what? Who was it? The one that Mariah dated? That oh, James God. Packer guy. Ooh, he was, <laughs> it was like Mariah. Come on, no, honey. no, no, no. But it is true, and this is something that I say to my friends who are single now and that are still working professionally. I tell them like, you have to treat dating like it's a job. You have to clock in, give it your time, give it your attention, and really put the effort there that you do into your job into your other things that you're like that that are taking up your time because that's all we have no it is true you know so anyway we were talking about that and then the other thing that i wanted to ask you about is um i feel like we touched on it if you're having a midlife crisis i think i might be having a little bit of a midlife crisis you having some type of crisis girl i don't know what it is but it is happening (laughs) no you know what it is it's like i the other day i looked in the mirror and i was like oh my gosh I got to get these grays covered. I got to get some fresh Botox. I got to get some rest, you know? And it's like, and obviously those are like the physical things, but I think like on the inside too, I was thinking, is this it? Is is this it? I think that all the time, Carolina. Do you? Yes. So you don't have to be going through the crisis like I am? Uh, uh, To question stuff? Yeah. Do you ever look at yourself in the mirror? This is like a really weird question. Do you ever stare at yourself in the mirror so long that it kind of like scares you a little bit? 
No, because you know what? This is the best I've ever looked in my life. I'm not even going to hold you. Maybe three years ago and 60 pounds ago, I would have been like, is this it? Now I'm like, yes, little dress. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm saying like more on, so then, then you have it. I, I urge you to do this. I was staring in the mirror the other day, and, it, and again, it wasn't about the physical thing, but I stared like you saw through your soul so deeply in my own eyes. I was like, "Whoa! All right, you we got gotta scared. go. I gotta go watch Team Umizoomi or something with my kids because this is crazy." Yeah, it was like I just sat there and I stared, and it was almost like a meditation of sorts. That's crazy. You went probably like into some type of trance or something. It was super deep, and that's when I really started thinking, like, "Is this it? Like, not me? Life in general? Just life in general?" And I was just like reflecting on where I've been, where I where I want to go, what I want to do, you know? And then I was like, whoa, snap out of it. You do you know? feel like you still have a lot to cover? I do. You do? I do. You know, it's weird because I feel like everything I've done, I was probably never going to be able to do. Yeah. And sometimes I say, if, if I go now, I feel like I accomplished much more than, than my background and my setting and mm-hmm. my hood ever set me up to accomplish. So it's weird that you feel like you have so much and oh, I yeah. yet do. And I feel like, wow, I've done so much. If God takes me now, shit. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that was the discovery part of it that kind of scared me. I think that was it that kind of snapped me out of it. And I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, there's so much more that you can do. Like, you haven't even, and I'm 41 right now, you know, and I've never, ever been afraid to tell people my age, especially in this industry. And I think 41, that means I have this much more to give. I have this much more to learn. And that's immediately, I went back into my room and I started like typing away. My husband goes, oh no, here she Goes. You writing a book? I was. I started to write some things down. I don't know if I'll ever get to the point of publishing something, but yeah. I needed to remember it. I needed. You to do remember. journaling, right? I do. Okay. I do. I do. I journaling. need to do that. If I would have been doing journaling these past four years, I'll have one good book. I know, but you know what it is? It's it's a discipline and it it's is. a practice. And if you don't get into it early, then it's incredibly difficult for you to like get into it. But it's a habit, you know. It's just yeah. like saying what you're grateful for every morning, you know. So I would encourage you to do it now because I think you're just at the beginning honey really i do that's so crazy i think i think that this is just you know what's so nuts i'm so grateful for like anything and everything that has happened to Mm -hmm. me because you know i came from a background of you know teen pregnancy mm-hmm. of drug abuse of, of people you know losing their life to HIV of, of of immigrants of deportation that it's like all of this that has happened to me it's just like i never imagined it well, statistically, the odds are not in your favor. They're not in no know? way, shape or form. Right. Because I'm a woman, because I'm a minority, because I am in a child of immigrants, because I your live upbringing. in New York, because mm-hmm. of my upbringing, because my father died when I was a kid and then my mother went back to Dominican Republic. So I was pretty much like an orphan at a very. Yeah. So all those odds were so against me right. that it's like me being here in this moment right now is a blessing. I'm like. You've gave me everything I, I could have wanted plus more. Right. Even though people tell me all the time, oh, you're just getting started. I'm like, okay. You posted a picture the other day of you with, I think it was J. Cole. Yes. And um, it was back in 07? 09. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, this girl in this picture thinks she made it. A hundred percent. I could I tell. really thought I was lit she 10 was years like, ago. You, you hugged up underneath his armpit because like, you yes. were so tiny. People don't realize how little you are. I know. You know, you know what's crazy? When people meet me, they're like, but you're so small. Yes. But you're so small. I'm like, 
Okay, what were you expecting? You're like Cardi B to me because Cardi B to me, she has this presence that makes her seem so much bigger. When I saw her in person, I was like, that's it? This is (laughs) it? Like, she's tiny. That's exactly what people are like, this is it? No, but meaning, and and by the way, Cardi B, beautiful in person. Don't get me wrong. But she's super tiny. she's like a little itty bitty thing. Yeah, she is. So I was expecting this like big Amazon, like, you know, Wendy Williams style woman to come walking through. And then here she is, this little like peanut, you know? so cute, yeah. But yes, I looked at that and I thought, I would love to interview that girl. Oh my God. I was so happy that day. I was like, oh my God. I am like around celebrities and I'm getting pictures with them. Like I really thought I was lit. Like it's so crazy. And it's like 10 years later and it's like, I feel like I'm not. Yeah. It's so weird. It is. It's like back then I thought something amazing was happening. Now I'm like... Okay. You go through the peaks and the valleys, and and that's why I think it's so important for us to talk about it and to address the things that make us kind of feel uncomfortable a little bit. But, you know, like I said, it's like about vulnerability and letting people know that you're real, you know, and letting people know that you go through a struggle and that you're not quite there yet. A hundred percent. I am on my way. I feel like I'm not even halfway there. And to tell you the funny thing is, Caroline, I tell people all the time, I know my final calling is going to be leading religiously I know really religiously like I know my mom tells me all the time why are you waiting but I feel like preaching Mm -hmm. and delivering a message is probably going to be my ultimate calling well then this is just practice for the ultimate calling there you go because this is what you're doing right my mom is mad she's like Tú quieres darle a Dios una vieja. I'm like, oh, Van- what is it, Vanessa? Vanessa. Vanessa wants me to give Jesus all his youth. Wow. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Once the Lord touches my heart <laughs> and Nuni says he wants to be a preacher's husband, is lit. Wait, but also you were talking about meeting Nuni how many years ago? And I just want to know how you still have the skirt that you met him I've always in. kept the skirt. You did? I've always kept the skirt. By the way, I kept the dress that I went on my first date with Mark, you see, you see, you. that is the, that's the, that. It's not creepy because Mark says he's like, just get rid of that no. dress. And I said, no, Why would this I? Is, the fact this... that you can still put it on. Well, I, and actually, yeah, I could. You get told away me with you'd be wearing, wearing it, it around yeah. the house though sometimes. Yes. Yeah, it's that's like disrespectful to the dress. No, no, but I figured I would save it if we had a daughter one day. That's what that's I was mad thinking. Cute. And that's... I was like, you know, if my if we ever have a daughter, I'm gonna have her wear this like the week of her wedding. She gonna be like, mom, you no, know? not mom, no. You dragging it? I ain't nobody wearing that. Well, good for her because she never came. Now I got two. Boys, you know, but I said, well, I don't you never know. To it. I know, I know. No, trust me. That She's like, game stop, honey. Done. Let me stop bullshitting honey, you. That's not coming. I cannot even get to Target on time. You think I'm going to have another kid? No <laughs> way. I have my wedding dress. I'm going to make my baby's baptism dress with the wedding dress. Oh, my God. If it's a girl. That's beautiful. It was $10,000. Panina. Oh, uh, yeah, t- so, Tornai or yes. whatever. So we're like doing something with that damn dress. We're not letting them $10,000 go to waste. That is in my house. No, but you know what it is? That's what the be- the beautiful part is that your son or daughter, because you know you can put the kids in a gown too. My oh, yeah, the boys, boys going a in a gown. Yeah. I don't care, that's little man. That's old school. My, my kids both wore the same gown. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, that's so cute. But that's passed on for generations, yeah. and that's the reason why I think it's so important for us to keep those like traditions alive and say your brother or sister wore this and then my mom has the one that my brother wore 
and it is so like yellow and old and like brittle but it's, a it's relic. just like it is it's an <laughs> antique and i said to her i was like by the way that thing is going to turn to dust if You're like I put mom it on my fat baby right now it looks like it belongs <laughs> from the vatican yeah i know my kid my kid was like so chubby Aww. i was like he's not gonna fit in that mom he's mom. not wearing it mom, mom. i know no. we're so. gonna get him a nice little suit at, at Saks or wherever you buy suits for kids exactly is that where you buy suits for kids? i mean i wouldn't know i get my kids stuff at h&m i don't even buy bougie Ooh, stuff have suits at h&m right oh hell yeah and you get the 20 percent off discount girl that they grow out of that shit so quick it's like that's why i'm glad i have two boys poor asher he'll never so he can have hand-me-downs right everything is a hand-me-down and do you know what Asher ain't popping no tags no. they're like yeah watch that and put it on y pobrecito, he's so skinny he does, has a completely different makeup from his brother no i do i buy him like his own pants yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that but i've been saving everything in tupperwares for like my girlfriends she, they just had babies you're so good i do i clean them hey, you're saving it i would be like listen bitches here are these bags figure no. out what you're gonna do with it i'm i don't got room in my house and i just say to them you take the clothes do Aww. with it what you will and if you know another mom that needs them give them to her but like like, I don't want anything back and just like, you know, carry on. And that's amazing, Caroline. That, that, that's that whole pay it forward mentality. It'll yeah, come back to you tenfold. Like I tell people all the time, like when I go out, I'll be like, I'll pay. I, don't worry about it. I, I got this. One I day got you that. might need it. Exactly. One because day one might day I might. I'm, if you have it now, share. Share your wealth. Share the abundance. Share your blessings. Share your knowledge. Because all of it, all of it. Like I tell people all the time. You know, I DM somebody the other day, another radio personality, uh-huh. and I said, you should do your posts this way. They'll be more effective and you'll get more engagement and it'll be shared by outlets. I don't have any problem doing that. Wow. M- meanwhile, other people will, would never, yeah, would never correct someone if they're doing something wrong that's not benefiting well, them. Well, who was this? Because, bitch, you ain't helping me with my social media. <laughs> so I want names right now. She's part of the company. So I, I was, want names. You want no, names? No, She's no, so no. cute. And no, I was, but that's and, what I was saying. Yeah. Share your knowledge. Help a person out. We can all win. We can all eat. We we can all flourish. And, and you become more of like a mother mm-hmm. and, and like a, a, a nurturer of, of humans. And that's more important than just being the only one that wins. I say it all the time. The other day, I got a check in the mail. And whenever you do these shows like maury or the talk or you know any of these shows that are that you get paid Mm -hmm. for you get residual checks okay so i did one for like person of interest years ago and i got a check for 85 cents and mark opened it and i mean because he was was ragging on you he goes this isn't even worth that and i looked at him and i said you know what i'm gonna cash that check is because you never know if that 85 cents could buy you a burger and this is such old school mentality Absolutely. I'm going to have to beg for an extra 15 cents. But oh, yeah, it's 99, <laughs> to get right? The dollar menu. But <laughs> no, but it's so true. You know what? I think that as a whole, my parents used to always tell me, save your money. You never know. But when you have money, take care of the people who are, are around you. you as know? you should. It's like help the people out that you can. I always, I'm the same way. If I can, my friends actually get mad at me. They're like, I'm going to Venmo you. I'm like, bitch, my Venmo don't work. Well, you can help. I'm going to Venmo exactly. you for the coffee. dollars You're insulting me right now. Exactly. Please stop. I'm like, then pick me up next time. But like, let me get you, you know, accept it. That's, Receive. Yeah. You know, so I think that we're on the same page there. We are on the same page. I was listening to like a J. Cole song and he was like, what's, what's good? What's first class any good if your friends can't sit? And it was like, it's so crazy. It's like, if you can't bring your people with you, what is all this worth? Do you know what J. Cole needs to do? You need to call me. 
He needs to, you need to calm down because I see you checking your phone for Romeo Santos. No, I'm checking my emails. Time. Listen, I'm checking my emails. I want to make sure. First of all, they're not emailing me for Romeo Santos. They, yes, they will. They'll, they'll, they'll let you know. J. Cole needs Charlamagne to go. might run down on me in here because he knows. He will. And He'll take care knows, of you. And Angela Charlamagne knows. will take care of you. He's my boy. <laughs> but you know what J. Cole needs to do? He needs to go out to Long Island and talk to some of these parents that fly first class and put their kids in coach. Don't even try That's it. That's shysty, you know, Carolina. You know Have people. you done it before? Hell no. Okay. I travel with my babies. I'm I might, I might do something like that, though. Especially if they're older and nasty. You're the type. Sit your 13-year-old ass in the back. <laughs> Mama's going to be in the front eating good. I would good. never. I would never. You know what? We've been separated before. Like, my husband will be two rows up. Uh-huh. And he'll say to me, do you want to relax? You can go and yeah, sit two I'll rows up. Babies. Yeah, that's no. so. And you're like, mm-hmm. no? No, those are my babies. I but probably because be I'm not a mom. I'll be like, yes, no problem. I just upgraded my seat. Yeah, I chill <laughs> back there. She's like premium economy comfort. No, I'm like back in the like row 29. With as long as kids. I'm with my kids, put me by the bathroom. Because you know the airlines do discriminate. That's another topic. That Parents? Airlines suck. And I'm sorry. And by the way, if you work for an airline, you can co-sign with me because you know this is the truth. Anytime you buy a ticket for a child, they, you have to put in their age. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always put families toward the back. It doesn't matter what code because I've said to them, I purchased a full fare ticket. Yeah. Like non-refundable, full fare, no like breaks, nothing. And you're putting me in row freaking 29? Like this is ridiculous. Even though you put in like seat 14. Like, they want to segregate the families. Yeah, they want to keep all the families in the back. And I'm like, dude, that's so fucked up. That's some Titanic shit. Talk about, yeah, I use the bathroom too damn much. Sit in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but they want to make sure they're like, well, you know, um, some airlines do that so that the other customers aren't disturbed. I'm like, well, I don't care about the other customer. I'm a customer really? you're not giving me a family discount don't even get me started i will get heated right now girl you need to go you need to go i'm gonna go we I, want our listeners i'm scared though why what if i walk in and he's just sitting on the couch and he's like hi and <laughs> i want to just go follow her and just observe and then and i'll just see. die right there i know but i don't want you to miss your moment so we're going to be back next week and we want you guys to email us yes. lispanglishpodcast at gmail life and we want you to email us life in spanglish podcast at gmail.com you got it and make sure you give us five stars and subscribe because everyone tells me they wait for that notification yes. like it's the first of the month and they gain a welfare check. <laughs> and hit up the socials too, Li Spanglish on Twitter and the gram. Should we call all our listeners the bone thugs? Because they're waiting like the first of the month. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, thank you for understanding. And please, please, you know, just deal with us in these yes. next couple of weeks because we're going to do our very best to give you all the episodes that we can. Yes. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.